Good morning and happy Friday to you. It's a good day to be alive in Christ. I am George Watkins, and I'm glad you're with us today one more time, or if you're new for the first time. It's a joy to be a part of the kingdom of God, and it's a joy to be a part of your life and the way that we're able to be together in these short times. Okay, today the theme is the day after. I'll give you a, a few simple tips on how to recover and uh, <laughs> get back into the flow of things after we've had some big days. Now, for some of you, yesterday was uh, small ball, as they say. You didn't do much. You uh, <clears throat> hung out at home by yourself or you went and had a dinner with a couple of other people. But in some cases, people have got on an airplane and flown across the United States or maybe to another part of the world just to meet with family or friends. And in doing that, they um, <laughs> come home pretty well wiped out. Well, I'm going to give you some tips on that and see if we can't uh, recoup and get back in the fight, get back in the race, as they say. I discovered that going into a hot revival meeting, as in my case, preaching, ministering, and then coming to the end of it, not just at the end of the day, even though I need my rest and have always taken naps and rest when I'm in the middle of the, in, in a uh, great meeting, an energetic meeting, a meeting where you give out and you give out. My uh, mom and dad always told me that a preacher, when he preaches an hour sermon, puts out as much energy as an eight-hour labor does. Well, could be true because there's something comes out of us. The scriptures refer to it as virtue when they touch Jesus' garment. Something went out of him. Well, you're not a preacher, perhaps, but we're still talking about the same principle. And it is this, that we do give out of our emotional level, our soul and, and body and spirit all blended together. And at the end of it, it's like a sugar high, too much sugar or caffeine. And when, when, you, when you get to the end of it, you crash, go over the other side. Well, my friend and apostle who has gone on to be in the heavenly choir now, he told me he always spent Monday in the bedroom until he had his spirit worked up and back to shape. Perhaps just rest or prayer or meditation or just thinking about the day and letting your body catch up with things makes a big difference in the emotional storehouse that you carry and the spiritual reserves that are there. So how do we do that? <clears throat> Food, rest, and the word of God, or meditation on the word of God. Not just Bible study where you break the book and you, you know, you rip the pages by writing so hard, but often you can take, <clears throat> you can take a, a a position of of, of thought, uh, something that's 
favored to you or needed. Healing, health, healing and health, uh, ministry, spiritual gifts, prophecy, all those things that stimulate your thinking. Take a few scriptures, relax somewhere, sit in a good chair that you can be comfortable, and just meditate upon the Word of God. And when you do, something begins to recharge the battery. You come out stronger, come out full of vim and vinegar, <laughs> whatever that means. It always seemed to indicate um, energy. <laughs> so we've had our Thanksgiving, probably ate too much, talked too much, and hung around people that drained you, you know, you feel drained. <laughs> Sometimes fellowship's not always giving. You give out, you give out. And when you come home, you just flop down. All right. The day after. I remember the day after my first baby was born. We had a um, long um, period of um, preparation for it. And the the labor was long, ended up going, you know, in the hospital, of course. It was uh, several days getting through the prep and, you know, the pre-labor and the labor. <laughs> when I came home from the hospital, it was probably daylight by then. I fell across the bed with my clothes on. I think I slept in my overcoat because I was so wiped out. Now, I'm not I'm not comparing myself with my darling wife who had to go through that. But that was a that was a huge crash. I remember that. Then 16 hours or 30 hours or 40 hours in an airplane as you go to Europe or Africa or you know the Middle East. <clears throat> when you get off of that airplane, if you don't have a place to lay your head down for a while and get some good food in you, you're pretty well worthless. I have a picture of me sleeping on the floor of Heathrow Airport in London. My daughter was with me, so, so she took the picture. I just had to get my head down. We'd been on the airplane 10 or 12 hours, 10, 10 hours getting out of Seattle. And we were heading to Europe somewhere. Poland, yeah, we're heading to Poland through Germany, but we had a long layover in Heathrow. I had to get my, I slept over in the corner with a little book under my head or something. So what is it that needs to be restored in your spiritual and emotional strength? Now, Set aside Thanksgiving, set aside talking about big revivals and conventions and, you know, just the fact that you've been through in these last weeks and maybe the last couple of years. Think about the stress our nation and you and I have been through with this whole craziness that have, has been really laid on us and in some cases overreach by the authorities that have done it with the close downs and all the restrictions and all the, you can't do this and you can't do that. Something has been drained out of our spiritual reserves and emotional batteries. I would encourage you today on this Friday, 
after Thanksgiving, and as you head in now to a weekend, and you may already have your weekend booked up, you know, your dance cards full, I would advise you to spend some time and build yourself through this holiday season. Do you realize it's only less than four weeks until Christmas? I didn't mean to shock you or scare you, but that's that this whole this whole month is going to just tap us out if we don't take time to meditate upon him, to love him, to spend time in his presence, love the word, love worship, love the quiet time of rest. I know it's an insult for some of you younger people to tell you you need to take a nap once in a while. I wake up in the morning dreaming of the first nap. <laughs> now, that may be an overreach for me, an overstatement, but sometimes it is lovely to lay your head down during the middle of the day. And I think about the, the South American folks when they talk about that siesta. It's a real deal. You go to uh, Colombia, for instance, and uh, they, they shut the shop down. Boom, noon, nobody's there. They'll be back at two, two hours. They go home, they eat, they lay down, take a nap. They come back and they work till about eight o'clock, seven or eight o'clock. Because they've learned somehow in their culture that if they don't do that, they're going to be uh, physically sick and emotionally drained. We run full blast on a half tank of gas most of the time. Our schedule in our society, we've got to take the kids to the ballpark and take them to the museums and run around and entertain the family and make sure we work two jobs so we can pay the mortgage. And you know, Oh, my. Take time for life and take time for God and take time for your family. I guarantee you, if you don't, you'll regret it. You'll look back on the photos of the family and wonder, where was I? Oh, you were at work, Dad. Oh, you were gone, Dad. Or Mom, you were, you know, you were busy with the ladies' groups. You didn't have time for this. You'll be, you'll be uh, disappointed that you didn't take more time with God and family and yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of you if you don't do it yourself? I think of the uh, the airplane, commercial airplane flight. They First thing they tell you, stand up there with that uh, gas mask. I guess it's an oxygen mask. And they give the instructions. And, and this is what they say. Now, if that, if that little thing falls out of the ceiling and you're sitting next to your child, you put this thing on you first and then on your child. And, of course, the mother's heart and the dad. Oh, no, no, I've got to protect my kid. Well, if you faint, then who's going to put it on the kid? So you take care of yourself first, and then you can help others. It's that, it's that same commandment. It's in that family of that commandment that Jesus said. Set aside the ten. Those ten commandments are all wrapped up in two. Love the Lord thy God with all thy strength, motions, and so forth and thy neighbor as thyself. Now listen to this. This is important. If you don't love the Lord, you cannot love your neighbor. If you don't put the mask on yourself first and get your oxygen flowing, you can't put it on your child. 
So if you don't take care of yourself and you're running and you're busy, you cannot take care of the things around you and the people around you. Oh my, we have so much to give and we have so many wonderful mysteries to share with others. And we have so great a salvation to give out and to talk about. But if we're beat up with life and don't ever feed ourselves correctly, spiritually or emotionally, then we don't have the energy to go across the street and help somebody. Amen. So don't be condemned. Take some time for yourself these next few days and weeks. And you watch the season will be different if you're feeling your strength flow again. Amen. I bless you today. I release God's presence into your very room right now where you're sitting and listening. I release the anointing of the Lord into these next few weeks as we go through Christmas and New Year's and face a brand new year coming up that God's given us promises in. And I tell you what, if you'll take time to be refreshed, you'll be ready for the, for the journey and you'll be able to collect and grab a hold of things you've never been able to grab before or, gri or grip before when you have your strength back in yourself. Amen. All right. That's your homework. <laughs> this is Friday. I love Fridays and I love you. So don't forget, subscribe if you haven't done it. And if God's nudging you to send us a blessing gift, help us on our way. We'll receive it by faith, PayPal, or the address below. Amen. There are expenses. We love to pay our expenses, and you are a blessing in doing that. And several of you have done that over this time, and we really thank you out of our hearts. Well, until Sunday night, we will be here with bells on, the ringing, the good tidings of the gospel. Until then, be blessed and be aware of this always that we. Pray for you and love you. God bless.